Um, what was I saying? I took today off from work. Well, working from home. This, I've got to go for a booster jab uh, because Norway needs you to have a booster jab. Otherwise, fair. you're not welcome. No, fair. It's that or go spend 14 days sickling. Thanks, Mr. D. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's either that or go and sickle mm-hmm. and uh, do... What did you do in that time? You are doing skipping? Oh, I was in prison in Norway. In Iceland, Iceland. Was that Iceland? That was Iceland. But like 14 days? No, it was or five, 10, five, five. Five, five. It felt like 100. <laughs> we live, by the way. We've started already. So the only way to do it. Easy. And the, the thing is, though, so I'm going to Iceland in June. And... I'm quite jealous. I won't lie. I'm sure. It's definitely I'm sure. one place I want to check out. It is. It's worth it. It's, it's not big on animals. They've got pretty horses. A couple of sheep. Puffins. Do not take Australians there. No. It's actually Australians <laughs> aren't the ones. You know it's actually New Zealanders. Uh. And everybody's like, Aussie are sheep shakers. It's yeah. actually not. Yeah. There was a farmer actually caught with his pants down. Like legit. I kid you not. With his sheep. We're starting high on this. I like it. You've heard the jokes. A joke. So let me just, I'm going to pull Jimmy Carr on this. That oak? He's a legend. He deserves. And I don't blush easily, but fuck me. No, he's, <laughs> that he's hectic. So the one thing that he does, he makes jokes about everything, right? And if you guys are listening, if you haven't checked out Jimmy Carr, look at, I think it's his dark material on Netflix, newest one. And he does this thing that says, you get a bad thing, and then you get a joke about the bad thing. They're not the same. Uh, he says, I'm going to offend you, but... A joke about the bad thing is not the bad thing. So how do New Zealand farmers find their sheep in long grass? Very satisfying. Oh, no, man. <laughs> that is a classic. That is a classic. I can go, that, that's I can a go true, more. Do you want more? Go for it. Like, it's always good to start your, you, your week off with a we good We haven't laugh. even had breakfast, bro. No. What, what? <laughs> okay. Watch the hate mail come in. Why do... Well, let's go New Zealand, because you said that's apparently where it's from, yeah? Yes. Why do New Zealand farmers slash those kind of inclined people make love to their sheep on the edge of a cliff because they push back harder <laughs> wow Gee, anyway thanks for listening up, guys up, we're up. out <laughs> yeah that is a wrap yeah Dude. again again there's a bad thing and then there's a joke about the, the, the bad, bad thing, thing. <laughs> this is a joke about the bad thing so sorry you were saying that you're off to Iceland mm. in June July. Uh, I'm going to Madikwe this weekend. Eight, I haven't been back in t- t- since 2018. Then Svalbard, Norway. That's why I've got to go get the jab because they have to have boosters for the vessel we go on. And then Iceland. But I'm staying on for three days after the tour with some guests. And Judy from my office recommended we stay in the Foss Hotel. Now, the Foss Hotel was my prison for five days. We're not staying in the Foss Hotel. No. We will change. No. I, I literally, I told you. You're going to be lying in bed, bro, having like flashback nightmares cold shivers no. like you're gonna have to phone for some paramedic no. to come in and calm you the fuck down no it's you're gonna lose it I, that was some of the best lives i think i ever did because i would i would take some, the, what, what's apparently a bread roll and it looks like bread <laughs> and you drop <laughs> it on the table it goes <laughs> i fucking rock that was different <laughs> that was very different very different i'm not gonna lie i think following you for the last year that was definitely one of the most eye-opening events <laughs> that I've seen. No. Because you didn't just post on the mental side of things. Mm. Like, where's Jay at? What's no, G sure. doing? Etc. But you posted on bread that was hard as a rock. Okay. And then you posted on 
how you just worked out but didn't recover because there was no fucking food, dude. No. But but also food would be bread. You could It had texture of bread, but Wasn't it stopped bread. there. Then there was something with it that could have been either chicken breast or salmon, maybe pork or cheese. Because it was so white. All of it. It's not a color. I don't think there's this color that this thing was. No, it, it's a bizarre time. Gee, you are speaking to a hairstylist. I'm sure somewhere along the that. line <laughs> I can find a color. Make it. So what? Yeah. When a lady walks into your studio, G, yeah. and she hits you with, I want this, and you're looking at her and you're like, doll, this is J-Lo. Yeah. You look like you fell out the ugly tree and got hit <laughs> by every fucking branch coming down. And this you're using your internal voice, eh? Oh, yeah, no. no you don't. You don't ever. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel when people rock up with a phone and say, I want to look like this? And there's a guy that looks like his neck threw up, but it's a picture of Brad Pitt and Fury. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's got hair that's shaved. It's all shaved. There's no length on top. And he wants, like, hair that's 15 Can centimeters I, long. Please have it a bit thicker on top and longer on the sides. Yes. They really, they, they ask for that. Dude, you, you actually don't understand what we get asked. And then it's not even what we get asked. It's the seriousness mm. between what they ask you. Meaning? So the way it comes across, yeah. you, you're wanting to laugh. Yeah. You're wanting to ask them, are they joking? You're wanting to ask them how serious they are. And then your professional side kicks in and you go, well, in all honesty... We can work towards it. And I think saying we can work <laughs> towards it. Just kicking it down the road, man. Just, just letting them know. I'm like, sir, we've got 18 months to get your hair there. I'll do but I want it for Saturday. I'm going to the 21st. That's fantastic. Go to Cardi's or one of those places yeah. and buy a fucking costume. <laughs> because <laughs> that it up. will assist you without yeah. a doubt. Um, you said something now. Are you going to Medikwe? Yes. Sorry. Come back to no, no, industry shortly. Take it where you want. So, my father's in-laws. So, my father remarried. Yeah. And so, it's my stepmother's parents. Yeah. Sadly, they both uh, rest their souls, went to the higher ground. Mm-hmm. And um, with the whole economy of the world taking such a smash. Sure. They had a lodge with shareholders mm-hmm. in Medigre. In Medigre. Yeah. I think it was close to the south gate of Medigre. Okay, yeah. Then they had the private residence where my step-grandparents, call mm-hmm. it that, lived on a permanent basis. So they had one section that would accommodate guests yeah. and one section that was a permanent residence. Do you remember residence. the name of this place? <clears throat> Leopard Rock. Oh, no, Leopard Rock, yeah. <coughs> I don't have COVID. Um, <laughs> You've got to say that no matter what nowadays. Sure. So, during this whole thing, now, most of the shareholders, dude, they got loot. It's like stupid money, okay? Yeah. But because my grandparents-in-laws were part of the original board of directors of Medikwe, they sure. got the rights to build. Yeah. So, they built their own private residence at their own expense, blah, blah, blah. And then they went out and found a bunch of investors and then they built a lodge to rent out and yeah. generate some income and you'll get this right, week, right. we'll get that week, but you can rent it out at your own, exp- okay. your own whatever you yeah. want. 
Anyway, COVID happens. Madikwe goes for a ball of shit. Mm. Nobody can afford anything. Mm. This house is just left alone. And so, you know, my father wasn't allowed to travel. My stepmom wasn't allowed to travel. Eventually they go. And the point that I'm getting at is how South Africans mm. did not look at an investment opportunity at the time. when it was literally handed to them at the time. Mm. So they opted to sell the main property, right. which was the living residence. Yeah. And then they, the shareholders all sat down. Mm. And these shareholders, dude, like, they stupid rich. Okay, no, I mean, but if you if you have any part of a lodge, it's a black hole for money. I've managed many of them. Stupid. It's literally it's you need to be willing to throw money out the window. It is, it's probably worth it if you're at that level and what you get from an experience point of view. But it's a black hole. Hundred percent. Total black hole. And then <clears throat> along the way, my father's like, we can't do this. We mm. can't Keep constantly going. afford two hundred thousand rand levies nah. per annum. Yeah. yeah. Wait, it gets better. Per shareholder. Yeah. It was equivalent to 900 and something K. Sure. So anyway, the shareholders who had the money were like, screw this, we're fucking out. Yeah. Okay. They went to auction, they went this, they went that. Bro, this went on for like 18 months. Yeah. No South Africans were interested. And let me tell you, there's some fuck off rich people. Oh, plenty. And they were not interested, whatever. And eventually, bro, a UK company, mm. I'm not actually sure if it's a tourism company, jumped in and put in an offer. And it seems as if the, the property is going to be sold, it's which I think is fantastic. I hear you. I've just, I've just Googled Leopard Rock. What's interesting is it's a, and I, I don't know, I'm just mm. going on what I'm seeing and what you're hearing. Leopard Rock used to be, like you say, a shareholders based. It was one of the corporate lodges. Correct. It's like Nkuru and Tree Frog, all of those. But if you look here now, it's bookable on some websites. Africa-style safari, uh, online renovations, bush breaks, which you normally can't do yeah. with a lodge like that. Yeah, 100%. shows you the desperation. You You've been there. I went a very long time ago yeah. when they first initially built up. Okay. And then I started working and life took its mm. toll and I focused on that. Where was... wasn't Leopard Rock, was it? There was a guy, a guide... That got smashed by an Ellie. In Leopard Rock. Was Leopard Rock, hey. So I can tell you the story I on know, that. I know the people who, I mean, the, the girl Nadia was involved. Okay, now Nadia had just got married, bro. Yes. Two weeks before. Yes, that's right. Okay, so what happened was this bull Ellie yeah. rocks up into the private resident sector. Yeah. Now the private resident uh, <laughs> the private resident sector was electric fenced off. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. know if there was a short, don't know what was what. Yeah. Anyway, this bull Ellie mm. decides, fuck you, and he just walks straight through. Just yeah. flattens everything. Sure. My, gran- my step-grandmother phones in, hi guys, listen, so-and-so has pulled into our property. Long story short, everybody rock. well, just this one guy rocks up, this guide, sort of whatever he was, yeah. rocks up there, and they managed to establish that the Ellie went to the back of the property. Now, the back of the property, you've got the house and the fence. So it's pretty much like a, a runner, if yes, you want to call yeah, it yeah. that. But yeah. then it blocks off at the bottom. So this guy decides, no. Mark, hey. Mark Lokenbach. I can't remember his name, dude. Yeah. 
all I know is that this guy, instead of taking a rifle, mm. takes a handgun, a pistol of sorts. Mm. Scary how many guys I've seen only carrying pistols. Dude, mm. and you think to yourself, have you seen the size of a bull elephant that's now cornered? It's like shooting a BB gun <coughs> in a freight train room. Yeah. And the only way they established this oak's body was due to his hand mm. with his wedding ring on. Yeah. Two weeks later. So the guy, one of the guys who was involved helping finding is Craig Catton. He's been involved in Madikwe since the beginning. Um, he's at Ukatula, but he's a big part of anti-poaching and security and everything. And he told the story, similar to that. That elephant I'm just reading was put down after this. Yeah. Yeah. That's messy, man. You know, Your... human error, an animal gets smashed. Mm. Understand if the animal was a lion who or a went... defender. Yeah. Who, who went on this epic mission of chowing humans. Like Ghost in the Darkness. Jeez, like, bro, what a movie. Valkyrie, haven't heard of the oak for, like, the last 20 years. I think he was Batman, then he went away. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when you go Batman. Yeah. Well, maybe it happens to this Chris Patterson chap. He was the sparkly vampire in Twilight, the gay vampire Since chap. when are vampires? Sparkly. Sparkly. In the sun. In the sun. I don't get Twilight. Though. Every, after Blade. Yeah. Okay. After Blade, where's these snipes? You're a fucking oh. legend, bro. But after Blade, like, you don't put mm. vampires with sparkly little yeah, when you, uh, uh, diamantes on them. Is it, is it when they're in the sun, hey? In it's the when they're in the sun. Sparkle. Vampires don't do sun, G. No. Ever. No. It doesn't work like that. But, uh, this is my problem. So I've heard a lot of people say that the, the new one, the Batman, is like the thing. It's apparently great. They had Nirvana influence from a music point of view because the director was listening okay. to Nirvana when he was writing the script and stuff, and then they put some of the songs in. I haven't seen it yet, but I have a problem with Rob Patterson. I'm sure he's amazing as an actor, but he's a sparkly vampire. No. And now, now, in my mind, he now has to step into the suit that someone like Christian Bale wore. Christian Bale was built. He was, to me, he's Batman. He wasn't built. He was, was a brick shit ripped. I mean, he was, he was just, he was us in our future life. Right. In dream world. Yeah. But now they said Patterson didn't really like training for the role. Now, I, I, again, I haven't seen this. Dude, I'm just he's going, scroll. Okay. He's, 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 he's very scroll. He doesn't have to. He's a vampire. Spanish. Yeah. I, I, I get he's a vampire, but... Talking about movie stars, did you hear about Chris Rock getting slapped last night? I watched this this morning. I checked. Okay, my, my first initial instinct is who gives a shit? Top level. Fair. But now let's go conspiracy on this. I'm all ears. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm, you. I'm all ears. It's, it's <laughs> the worst viewership in the history of the Oscars is now. From, from numbers. Like, Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Isn't it ironic that on that day, when nobody cares, one of the biggest movie stars in the world gets on stage, and did you hear what he shouted? Keep my wife's name out of your motherfucking mouth or something. Yes. But when he shouts it, if you look at, because on Twitter they've got the unedited versions from international television. Yes. It's like oh, dead silence, and he's shouting this twice. And I'm like, okay, then he walks up, he slaps Chris Rock. I've seen slow motions, like, does it hit, doesn't it hit? Like, is it? Surely WWF I. wrestling, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, like hit I'm the gonna, floor when you punch someone. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or, or like tweak your eyes which way I'm going to slap you. Top, yeah. top up. Because there's, there's 
but now, so, and then 10 minutes later, he wins Best Actor, and then he apologizes all emotionally. And he cried, which was good because he showed a lot of emotion what in what he felt. What did all of that do? Nothing. Except everybody is hearing about it, reading about it. Let's think about this. There's COVID, which, and I spoke to Barry, my therapist, a couple of days ago, well, yesterday, on the podcast, and the psychological effect. It's an extinction-level event. That's what it is. We're still managing this process. Correct. Okay? And now we're in the potential for nuclear holocaust, which is also a bit of a mindfuck. But what's, what's the news headline? Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. Yeah, but... So then... And, uh, sorry, sorry. Mm. Will Smith is a big boy. Chris no, Rock, no, he's not, he's not the smallest of guys in height and in build. If he were to deck him, he... No, broken cheekbone, and if, and if you look at go the, to the sleep. Highlights, Chris Rock's kind of hands behind the back at the time, funny that. And he's like leaning into... Oh, it's like, give it I to me. Know, really. just, just give it to me. I don't know. And then you get that whole emotional sector yeah. from Manele this morning. Now, I missed that. Big ups. I actually heard it on the way here. Anele, rock star. Mm. She deserves... 94.7. 947. Don't say the point, G. The point has oh, dropped. So now you just got to roll off the tongue. 947. 947. I'm old, that's why. I was it's not old, it G. It's... <laughs> 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 my days it was Highfelt proof and it was like 5FM with Mark Pilgrim and all those guys now they're all on hot 91.9 yeah. which is no longer 91.9 what, what happened it's now like oh, 107 yes. yes something along those lines so big ups to Anele she brought out a very um, serious thought on and on my way on this wall thing and I actually thought to myself on the way here, like, that's definitely something I want to bring up. Because mm. you had the emotional side of it, yeah. which, whether it's conspiracy or not, mm. it's the mere fact that Anelia spoke about how being that famous comes with all the ups and downs. And the downs often if you were to do it on a percentage basis, yeah. I'd actually say the downs are like 60% plus. Of being super famous. Of being super famous. Sure. Media in your face, social media in your face. And she's, she literally turned around and she said, you could see yeah. in Will Smith's acceptance of his Oscar yeah. how emotional he was by saying how society has absolutely crushed yeah. the success of people yeah. and she played a lot of she's not taking sides mm. however she said it as it was and well, as it is and that was straightforward guys we need to take one's emotion into consideration mm. and I think that is something very very important and I just look at it and I think to myself it's always got to be a public figure mm -hmm. that's got to make things aware. Sure. Is a public figure always the right person to make awareness? Just because of their stature? Interesting. Because it, it's, it's a Spider-Man quirk. With great power comes great responsibility. Yes. And I recently, I think I might have mentioned to you once, we, I was listening to um, Will Smith's biography on, on Audible. Phenomenal story. Absolutely phenomenal. But, and he got to a point where, in this book as well, he talks about life and fame and money and whatever the case is. Then, then and 
I'm, I'm going to try and link this. Then you get someone like this Foo Fighter, or his name, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer, mm. died a couple of days ago. No. And they were about to perform and everything. You're joking. Yeah. The guy who then went, what was he? He was on Nirvana. He used to be... Taylor Hawkins, the drummer. He was the drummer yeah. for Nirvana. Could be. I know, because... Um, and then he created Foo Fighters. the other guy's name? Grohl. Uh, David Grohl? Well, not, I think. not sure. Anyway, so this guy now, he also has a certain amount of fame, obviously. I mean, yeah. Foo Fighters, multi-board Grammy winners, da 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 Gee, they're from your era, bro. I know. Hey? I know. Early 2000s. <laughs> yes, that's very kind. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We can leave it there. <laughs> but now he, when he died, they found 10 substances in his body. A Drug substances. A mixture of weed, there was antidepressants and opioids. So now, how, how do we... Someone like Will Smith, who's lived a pretty clean life. He's had his scandals, him and mm. Jada did this, whatever, whatever. Then something like this happens. Whereas then someone who's in a different genre, who's also world famous, he dies going on some bender, from, from the sound of it, apparently, yeah. allegedly. But Especially when you've got 10 different substances. Yeah, I wasn't, you didn't take the wrong <coughs> pill. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 10. <laughs> but it's a, it's a, the, the whole fame thing is very bizarre. Mm. There's, who's the actor? Peaky Blinders, the main guy. The actor. Um, I'm going to slap myself. I can see it. his face because Peaky Blinders. You've watched it, eh? Dude, I lived Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. Old Tommy was the business. Yeah. I think I watched the first two, three seasons. They said the last, ep- the last one's going to be a full feature length. The last episode. So, I'll Cillian watch that guy. So now, so now what, he, what he said on fame is he said, you know what, he's not on social, but in all his interviews on everything, whenever he's in public, he just, he, he says, he almost willingly tries to be as boring as possible. Because then Makes nobody sense. cares. Makes sense. He never, when he's out, he's just like, oh, cool guys, this, that. So he underplays in order to protect himself. Like for mental health in this point of view. I thought that was great. He says, I'm not interested. I'm, if you're boring, nobody cares. 100%. I like that. Like Adam Sandler. Yeah. Dude, Adam Sandler and Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Two of the greatest actors, two completely different genres. Mm. However, living heavily low-key. Mm. Keanu Reeves, bro, I follow this oak on Instagram. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, I don't think has ever mm. been in the public eye mm. in a bad way. No, sure. And... He loves his bikes. He started his own motorbike company. I think it's really epic. Yeah. Um, but gee, he's the type of guy who'll still jump on the tram and just spend five dollars and mm. go on the tram. And there's that one video where he stands up for an old lady. Hundred percent. The thing, the thing with him. I mean, when he started way back. I mean, he did Speed with Sandra Bullock. Jeez, and what a movie! That was cool. And then they did Speed too. What a disappointment! Never. The only ever movie where the sequel was better, in my opinion, is Terminator Two. Never watched any Terminators. First, if you watch it now, dude, it is. The special effects, it is just, oh my God. You and I could probably make a better special effect with this omelette right here. <laughs> That's how bad it is. <laughs> anyway, so speed two. But then Matrix came out, which obviously catapulted him. Yes. And in his early days, Keanu Reeves was seen as, he is a special effects actor. He's got the emotional vocabulary of a toilet roll. So he couldn't, he couldn't act as such. And for a long time, he was almost seen as oh yeah, he'll never be anything good and stuff but with anything in Hollywood think of the Baldwins okay forget the shooting episode but the Baldwins for example when they, everybody hates them when they were younger and then suddenly if you just stick with it for long enough 
patience, bro. Keanu Reeves. Adam patience. Sandler. He's what I dig about him. He's just normal. And like Cillian Murphy, who plays it boring. Adam Sandler got these pictures I saw again a couple of days ago of him walking around New York with this fucking horrible jacket, eating a jar of pickles. I saw that. Sure. Like tops. Tops. And bro. That, that's unique. But if you go back to the young days, like, oh, who's this guy? And Keanu Reeves to me is he's turned into almost this same with Jim Carrey. Look at him now. He's become all woke and like out there spiritual, and what have you. spiritual finding in this, this is the guy who climbed out of a rhino's ass. <laughs> Ace Ventura. In, in what was that? Ace, Ace Ventura. Ventura. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Dude, I so forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So like, forgot about it. Was it was like the 20-year anniversary or something. <clears throat> they had on Instagram, and, well, a couple of months ago. I was like, Dennis, how are you, bro? Um, could I get another of those big cappuccinos, please? Thank you. I'll have an orange juice, please. And um, In fact, sorry, Dennis. Do you have a guava juice? Oh. Guava juice? I haven't had guava juice mango? in a very long time. I'll have a mango. Um, you haven't had guava in a while? Juice. Oh. Right. Just check it. No, one needs to ask it's the a question. discussion. <laughs> <laughs> and um, on the next yeah, episode. What were we saying? About um, Keanu Reeves yeah. and oh, where he's at. And Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey so at the Rhinos. And the videos autoplay. And as I'm scrolling, there's just the, that scene where the sphincter goes up and his head comes out. I'm like, what the so hell am I bad. looking at? And it was the 20-year anniversary of Ace Ventura. But he, in the beginning, people were like, okay, his, his visual style of comedy is a very unique thing. And now he's, again, he's almost transcended all the hate and you become something else. Like True. going through the hate. It's an interesting thing. Fair. Going through that hate. Then, for a lot of people, and I spoke to Barry about this, is, um, the, uh, is it Batman with Christian Bale, The Dark Knight? Oh, One dude. of the quotes in there is... Amazing. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Now, now. You're, this is the interesting thing. That's, that's deeper. You either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. It's when he's... he's has his whole thing with best Joker ever. Uh, come on, man. Who's a Joker? He killed Ledger. himself. Yes. Epic role. Epic. Nobody could better than that. No. Nobody. Look. Th- Sorry th- to stop you there. Yeah, Cillian, can't Murphy. remember his, that guy. Mm. Do you remember in Batman, he Who was, was a scarecrow? That's right. That's where, that was before Peaky Blinders, mm. bro. Sorry, so I jumped gun there. awkward kind of different face he was scroll very skinny mm. okay very scary and okay. yet his nature in the way he presented himself mm. in that batman and the way he presented himself in peaky blinders mm. very similar he's a power actor though he's he's remarkable mm. he's absolutely yeah, he's fantastic um yeah no it's you know what you uh, going back to that quote on on christian bale mm. when against the joker I just think it's so true, and that's what life is. This, now, this is interesting. How deep you want to go here? Because it's too early for tequila, hey? <laughs> yes, okay. Well, it's only it's Sunday. half past eight. Yeah, you're on the Yeah, weekend. but bro, let's think about it. In Australia, it's already the afternoon. Eh? I've got clients there, so it counts. <laughs> um, no, so that theory, you live long, die a hero or living yourself. I think in the celebrity world, that happens where... You either your career stops 
and then for a little while you're the villain you're bad you're like all and then it transcends like your Jim Carrey's like the Keanu Reeves yeah. in real life for us normal people it's very different as 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 a male growing up we at some stage as we grow up we, it's the hero's journey right you're young you're a hero I'm gonna in a cave I'm gonna conquer the woman I'm gonna get to I'm gonna be successful and this and this and this and the hero's journey for us as people versus celebrities I think it's very different hang with me here mm, mm. so think of uh, damn it Strider Aragon Lord of the Rings yes he's the perfect example of a male's journey through life so he's this vagabond riding the plains of Mordor Gondor whatever Gondor going Gondor. back <coughs> to New Zealand see what yes, happens see now see what happens <laughs> so, so he then becomes the hero and for a long stage in all of us we're the hero in your own life might be small or big but then at the end he becomes the king the king is the second stage of our lives as males, yeah. right? And that, that doesn't mean you're running around killing people anymore, but now you're supposed to be all wise and stuff. And that, think midlife crisis, when you have to go from the hero into the king, the archetypes. Yes, yes. That's where the challenge comes in. And I was chatting to Barry a little while ago about this and how, how the Aragorn character is such a good representation thereof. I think that's fantastic. And it's a great, it's a great way because of explaining it because Lord of the Rings wasn't an hour and a half show Mm-mm. it was like a five hour show per Lord of the Rings yeah. so it actually drew you in and made you think mm. the way you're thinking now about that that journey mm. and I think that that's remarkable I think a lot of guys mm are starting to have midlife crises, not in their 50s. They're starting to rocket between, gee, I'm even comfortable to say as young as 35, bro, 40. Mm-hmm. It's because we, we feel that we've got to accomplish so much so quickly. And what is it that you're wanting to accomplish? Now, if you ask... Nine, 100% of people mm. you will get an answer and I'm quite comfortably quite comfortable and confident to say plus minus 95% mm. of I don't know these Y generations X generations ABC generations I just I just know there's people um, <clears throat> come out of high school and then think to yourself I need to have a Ferrari by the time I'm 25 mm-hmm. and I'm like okay cool if that's what your thing is then do it point is is people men are thinking to themselves that they've got to accomplish financial Mm. wealth because that's success in society is financial 100% and it's it's flippin' sad because you rush your life Mm. by not living your life I'm not saying don't go out, knuckle down, and achieve your goals. Mm. What I'm saying is do that while you live your life. Mm. Bro, I started 
in hairstyling, I was 17 years old. Mm -hmm. I did my matric and my first year of hairstyling mm -hmm. all in one go. Sure. And what ended up happening was my father asked me at the age of 16, what do I want to be when I grow up? At 16? At 16. Okay. You know, you've now gone into standard eight, whatever it is now, grade 10. Mm. And um, you're not going to choose your subjects. So my father thought, well, let me ask him what he wants to be when he grows up. Sure. And in that question, he asked me, what is success? Oh. And I'm 16, bro. No. Balls dropped. Oaks are raging hormones. And they're living this fantasy world. Yeah. And turned around and I was like, by the time I'm like 40, yeah. I want the hottest BM, for example. I want five bedroom, five bathroom mansion. I want a holiday home at the coast. I want to travel the world, yeah. first class jets. I want numerous amounts of funds in my account. What was all that based on? Friends, TV? Because social media wasn't a thing at that time. It wasn't. It so really wasn't. Because was we're from? going back, what, 18 years now? Yeah. 16, So yeah, why do you 18. want that? Was it because, I don't know, because Hannibal or Biebarakis, Mr. T in 18, drove this, or Michael Knight, what's his that? Uh, Knight Rider. Mm. What, where did that come from? I think it came from being exposed to people who had that, mm. but never knowing the sacrifice to get there. Because most of the people that I was exposed to in that financial bracket at the age of 40-odd mm. were divorced, sued by their ex-wife because sure. they didn't want to pay for maintenance. Mm. They probably had all the depression and anxiety at the time, but they it wasn't hated a thing, life, bro. But they, they didn't. It wasn't a thing. It was like no. fuck your mental health. No. It doesn't work. Exactly. There was no such thing as mental health. Mm. So, Rock dared that. I said to him, "That's what I want." Mm. I said, "Cool. How are you going to do it?" I said, "Going to start off at the bottom of the food chain in corporate. Corporate, dude." What did your dad do? Father's in IT. Okay. Entire family is in IT. Okay. So everything from selling of cybersecurity okay. to selling hardware, software, but they're all in sales. Yeah. Um, only my one cousin actually runs back office support work. He's like very tech savvy. Okay. So I was like, no, dad, that's me. Starting at the bottom, going to be this like little shitty oaky at the bottom. I'm going to build my way and I'm going to have that MD number on my shirt sure. saying, there's it. You've yeah. made it. Okay. I said, cool. Gee, I turned 17, left mainstream school, only due to the fact that my sister mm. got into National School of the Arts. She's a remarkable vocalist, oh, yeah. pianist, and mm. guitarist. Okay. And um, she sounds like... Amy Lee from Evanescence. Oh, That's wow. how deep her voice is. That's power. It's remarkable, bro. So, we moved, and I said to my parents, I'm in my matric year, there's no way I can start in a new school. Yeah. 
So we opted for the um, correspondence route. So okay. it means I'll be at home mm. studying, submitting assignments, and from submitting assignments, get my results, Go know out. where I'm at, what I need to work on. Sure. My father said to me, that's fine. You may do that, but go find yourself a job. <laughs> Dude, like, what? I'm like, there's no time for a job. Yeah. I'm, I'm studying. Yeah. He's like, don't bullshit me. You are going to study for like two hours a day and lie in front of the TV the rest of the time. Because, you know, at 18 <laughs> now, dad it's a cool knows. thing to do. And mm. dad knows, <laughs> but I know better. Of course. So three months goes by. This is now like March. Three months goes by. Pop says, dude, you haven't found a job, found a job. Uh -huh. So he said, what I want you to do is find a job with a trade. So the subjects I had at in matric mm -hmm. were not going to allow me, and I don't have that brain. And I think that's very important to acknowledge that mm -hmm. at an earlier age. So I did not have the brain to be an engineer. Sure. Okay, and no engineering company was going to take a 17-year-old just as like a part-time, half-day mm -hmm. kind of vibes. So the other forms of trades are plumbing, sure. electrician, hairstyling, carpenter, mm -hmm. and like a builder of sorts. Sure. So I, um, I said, well, I actually did the one holiday a three-week stint as a plumber mm. just learning the ropes sure. carrying tools and things mm. like that then i did a two-week stunt of electrician right also just did the the bare minimum couldn't mm. connect anything it would have been a shocking experience yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then i looked at hairstyling i was like wow this what is you, different what do you know about it at the time just like it's what people do to the hair. So at that stage, my mother was a hairstylist. Ah. So I had been exposed to the hairstyling world. And it was never a world for a man. What did dad say? I'm going to tell you that one. Because <laughs> that, that's a good one, G. That's a good one. Yeah. So growing up, product in my hair always had the latest cut which when I look back I want to cry no, shocking dude it's so bad no, no, the no. kaifi do you remember gelling your hair as flat as shit and, then, and making sure that that fringe was up sure yeah like you run into a wall in the morning with fresh gel in your hair to make sure it's up, up. yeah so Ooh, it was bad. I said to my pops I'm going to do hairstyling to answer your question G it went like this so, you know your father loves you no matter what. I said, yeah, Dad, thanks. He's like, nothing matters in life more to me than my children's happiness. Sure. So, you ever need to speak to me? I'm your man. Thanks, Dad. 18 years old. Mm. Cool. Lacquer. <laughs> Loving life. Three months later, in hair college, doing my trick, doing hair in the afternoon. So I'd study from like 8 till 12, okay. take a half an hour break, yeah. and then go to work. Okay. Had to start work at 1, work from 1 till 6. Sure, sure. 18 years old, generating an income. And three months into it, at hair college, turn around to my dad, I'm like, this is it, bro. This is what I'm going to do for a living. So you knew? I, I knew. I knew. It was my personality 
mm. to the T. It was the interaction, the ability to talk to anybody. So you're a five-year-old little kid mm. or you're an 80-year-old granny. Come, Come in, let's mm. chat. Always about the interaction, sure. doing my business. And um, said, Dad, that's it. I'm committed. I'm, I'm full, fully mm. into it. So Pops sat me down and he's like, my boy, you know, I told you before, Dad's, Dad's here. Yeah. You, you just say you it did. as it is. You then start to realize what your father was actually getting at. Sure. Was giving an open door. Do you want to come out the closet? Yes. And I said, Dad, sorry, what? (laughs) I want to work with chicks all day. (laughs) I want to put my hands on them and not feel, and ladies, what I mean on you is just on your head and your shoulders. Everybody calm down. (laughs) This this isn't going there, right? Thank you. (laughs) Dad, I want to make women feel beautiful. And I think that was one of my biggest passions. Yeah. Is I wanted to make people feel men handsome, women beautiful. Mm. Gee, my father literally jumped on me, gave me the biggest hug. Really? Okay, this is a Portuguese, sure. Mediterranean born Portuguese <laughs> father. Okay? The only love you got was like a well done. Yeah. Okay, shake and that's cool. Handshake, yeah. Like, now it's COVID, so we just fist bump. Yes. <laughs> Even your own parents. <laughs> and he's like, I have never heard of somebody say that to me. Mm. He's like, Dad, did you think I was like for the other team? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, not yeah, me. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> so journey began and um, did three years here college. Worked as an apprentice for three years. It's all hour-based. Okay. So you've got to accumulate, and that's with any trade. Got to accumulate your hours. Once you accumulate your hours, you then become the low-ranked stylist. Okay. So it's called a junior stylist. After a couple of years, sure. become senior. After a couple of okay. years, and doing certain exams and accomplishing certain things, you become a master stylist. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, sorry, is there a body or something that governs this? Yes. What is that? How is that? A called? bunch of dicks. Um, sorry, did I say that out loud? Um, it's called the EOHCB. The something something hair and beauty cosmetology council. Okay. So what they do is they act as the CCMA. Right. So if you have a salon and you have employees, mm-hmm. you are to register with them. It's a monthly fee that mm-hmm. you pay. Um on top of everything else you pay to run your own salon. And they literally just give you the rules of what the industry is. They give you the rules of what your different employees earn. So an operator, an apprentice, a junior stylist, your commission structures, they practically think they own you. And then Do you have to sign up and pay a membership or something? Yeah, call it a membership. Kind of. But it's like they tell you it's a law. And yeah. I look at them and I go, every other industry in this world has a CCMA. Why am I going to pay mm. you mm. to tell me how to run my business? Is, is the problem with it? So, so field guiding, 
uh-huh. as for GASA, the Field Guiding Association of South Africa. And when I was going through it many, many, many years ago, you had to be a member before you can do this. Lodges would ask, are you qualified? Are you level one, two, three, whatever? Mm-hmm. Right. But then a lot of lodges started doing their own internal, like and beyond, CC Africa and beyond. They do their internal training. Londolozi, Marlon, they do their internal training. And it's kind of based on Fagasa because they were always the North Star. But people are not just, okay, well, you guys are cool. High five, but we're going to do our thing. How, how are they getting people to buy into who they are? Because surely, surely, you come out, you're a junior stylist. If you have drive. I know you, you have drive. What stops you then as a junior stylist say, fuck you, Oaks, I'm starting my own thing? What can they do? Okay, so there's, there's two parts to that. Firstly, you have to get X amount to sell on hours. Okay. okay. Then once you finish your sell on hours and your hair college, mm. you go and write your trade test. Well, you okay. don't write. It's a six hour, eight areas of hairstyling that needs to be accomplished. Yeah. Good luck to you if you fail, because it was out in Olifant's Fontaine and yeah, you don't have any assistance, bro. Copy. You do everything uh-huh. yourself. Anyway, great, because it prepped you to be who you need to be. Sure. You are employed by the hair company that you are, and they would be affiliated to the EOHCB. Okay. And the company that you're employed by has their rules. Sure. The EHCB sort of add to those companies' rules. Mm. So your operators, your apprentices, your junior qualifieds, this is how their baseline structure works. Oh, but if you want to pay them commission, you can, and you need to work on your own ruling. Yo. Okay. So you go then on my journey, Mm. three years, three years, six months. Mm. I left being employed. My grandfather, who was a carpenter by trade, came out in the mid-60s to South Africa Mm. from Portugal and spent two years here by himself accumulating a life to bring my father and my grandmother over. And with his trade skills, he said to me when I was about to qualify Mm. out of hair college, he said to me, I'm, so I'm the only other person in our family with a trade. Sure, sure. Except my father. He's an electrical engineer who's never done electrical engineering. Gotcha. Okay. So he doesn't count, yeah. actually, as someone with a trade. Sure. On paper, maybe. But my grandfather said to me, when you're ready, you come to me, you ask me for a loan, you yeah. don't go to the bank. Cool. Sweet. Just shy of 21. Mm-hmm. Grandpops, I'm going to answer the second half of that question. Grandpops gives me the loan. I set up my first studio. Obviously, I had resigned, etc. Set up my own studio. And never registered with the EOHCB. I was like, I'll make my own rules. And if there's conflict in in the studio, I will go and the CCMA. And the CCMA will mediate. Yeah, that's what I can't, I can't see. So, to answer your question, they tell you you have to be a part of it. <laughs> there's a 
guy who inspired me, he actually assisted me with my trade test. A gentleman by the name of Fred. Okay. Good old German boy. Fred, God rest his soul, passed away in December 2020. COVID. The age of 85. Good Lord. Due to COVID. Ooh. Fred worked Monday to Friday. Yeah. As a head. Okay, he was still a hairdresser. Up until that age. Right up till that age, G. He, I reckon he got COVID from his clients, and I'll tell you why. So he inspired me because he worked Monday to Friday, mm. 7 till 6. Jeez. Okay. Saturday, 7 till whatever, 1 or 2. Okay. okay. Yeah. His theory is the days you don't work, do you pay rent? So I said, yes. He said, so why aren't you working? Yeah. Eighty. Okay, that, that stage, Fred was probably about 80. Mm. That was him, G. He worked. Okay, in all his years, the EOHCB jumped at him. Okay, gotta be part of us. We'll see. He just used to say to him, "If you pay my staff, you can be part of my business." Like that was the rule. So in like fifty years, like was like up yours. Yeah, I'll do it my own way. And I was like, flipping cool. Big ups to you. So because of that, I was like, well, I'm going to run it my way then. And if there's any conflict, we go to the CCMA and sure. we put it out there and we do our bit. So it, it, it's a crocker shit, personally. Sure. Have you ever needed them? Have they been in touch with you? you got to do this. So you started your own thing. Yeah. Gee, so for I just, what gives them five the years? I, I, like, in all honesty... People wouldn't want this, but I can open a thing in my garage now and say, listen, you can either come do a bench press or I can buzz cut your hair. Well, you know what I mean? The market will decide. The clients will decide. 100%. So, the only thing I believe and I stand by, because Mm. it makes me proud of the industry. Okay. The only thing that I truly feel is a have to. Mm. You have to get your trade test. Sure. It's like I have to. You don't need to go and do your master certificates and things like that. That's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I know very many successful stylists that never did that. Mm. And they run phenomenal businesses. Yeah. Anyway, the reason you have to have your trade test is in my case, you go, you open up your own business. Okay. In order for an apprentice that's employed by you to have their hours signed off, mm. they have to. Have. be signed off by somebody with a trade test. Okay. So, yes, 100%, the market mm. will say, hey, this guy can cut hair, or color hair, or whatever. Mm. I'm, I'm going to him. Sure. But that guy, if he or she yeah. decides to open up their own salon, yeah. has to have their trade test, or else they're punishing the next generation. Okay. The EOHCB, Dude, it's just another government scheme. It's like money making, man. No, it is. No, it is. Gee, they, they'll come after you because they find out you're a registered business. They will come after you mm. and just put interest upon interest monthly to the point that five years down the line, they rocked up at my door with a, a letter mm. <laughs> telling me that I owe them like 124000 I was like... Oh, really? Cool. Why? 
Yeah. Like, you're not doing anything that says, that's why. So, it's a, another branch of, of corruption. Wow. Quite easily. That's how strong I feel about them. To me, we've already got governing bodies, but hey, how else can we punish mm. the everyday person who's paying UIF, P-A-Y-E, all, of it. all their taxes? Mm. So I like from what you said about the guards association mm. and, and things, where they turn around and they're like to the governing body, cool, but we're going to do our own internal one because we actually can't afford to pay you five, ten grand a month. It's also, I mean, the, the, the problem with the Fagasa side of things as well, as far as I know, I mean, Johan, who works for me, he's got a better idea. He knows the guys well, but they get to a point when an industry is growing up. And in the old days, trying to think date-wise here, maybe late 90s, early 2000. Hey, don't guy, give your age away. Yeah, it's too late, bro. <laughs> I mentioned A-Team and Bia Baracus early on. Um, Night driver. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. How poor now is he? The half. Um, so the, the industry grows to a point, and then suddenly there's a governing body because it's there's more gravity to it because suddenly social media makes us public as guides and as you and whatever the case is before then the shit that I mean the stuff we did as guides before social media would get you fired outright guaranteed right now and you would have to go and apologize online so these guys came together I just don't think that they and this EOCB PQR or whatever <laughs> they, it, it, they had a place maybe to pull things together and to help the mindset of the industry focus on something at the time but they didn't grow with it. They didn't evolve. And I'm talking from a guiding point. I don't think 100%. they have. They haven't evolved. It's still, it's still, and this might be harsh, but guides, short brown pant, drink beer, granny coke, sweet my brew, cocky fever. It's that. There's not the professional and Carol, side of it. Carry a rifle. Oh, big gun. Definitely. It's, yeah, so I, I don't, at the end of the day, for me as a client coming to you, I couldn't give two shits if you're registered to them. I like you, I like your service, and it's professional, and all of that. At the end of the day, and what you said to your dad when you were younger, of wanting to make people feel a certain way, that's business in general. Whether you sell sugar, like this, shoes, a hotel, safaris, hairstyling, it's about how you make people feel. End of story. 100%. That's it. That's all it is. And your, your industry kind of is the quintessential example of that. For me, as the client, to go deeper and think, okay, wait, I've just come in, there's my name on the board saying, have a nice day, that's fucking cool. Okay, we talk, you've done this, you've done your homework. But wait, 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 Carl, let me just, that EOBC, PWX <laughs> thing, are you signed up, otherwise I'm out of here? What? What is, because what is the value to the consumer? How does it roll downhill? They say to you, you've got to pay whatever the case is. Cool, how's it benefiting my client? Is it giving them? So if I'm not happy with you, can I go to them? Because it doesn't sound like it. Nope. So, so you know what I mean? It just, it all seems... You're not happy with me because I do something wrong. It's a business. You bring it up. Mm. We, we discuss it. Yeah. We establish what the outcome is. 100%. And we move on. If I do a chemical servicing on you without asking the relevant questions, mm. and I burn you or you have a chemical reaction sure, sure. or a 
skin reaction, whatever mm. you want to call it. Yeah. And I brush it off. You're going to a lawyer. You're not going to the governing bodies. You're going to a lawyer. Okay. There was... Um, there's been a few cases in our industry. and South Africa. In South Africa. Yeah. <clears throat> and... Um, We've actually had a, in the industry, not we as in our salon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the industry, we actually had about, I'm going to say, you know, we've lost the last two years. So I'm just going to add that onto this one. Sure. So about 10 years ago, could be eight, but mm-hmm. anyway, we had a lady in the industry who had a chemical service done. Mm-hmm. Just people, people listening, what is a chemical service exactly? So, chemical services will range from things like your color, whether you have a tinting color, a semi-permanent color. Okay. Um, chemical services are chemical straighteners. They change the bonds of your hair, so take it from a curly texture to a straight texture. Okay. You've got things that are called Brazilian blow waves. Okay. That's the general term. There's nine million different versions of it. Sure. So chemical servicing is anything to do with a chemical, excluding shampoos and conditioners, yeah. that is put onto your hair. Gotcha. So let, let's say chemical servicing is to change your hair. Got it. Okay. Without scissors. Makes sense. Um, and yeah, this woman had a particular service and... She was never consulted. Does she have any underlying conditions? Uh-oh. And the certain ingredient within this particular company's product mm-hmm. was known to eff- affect asthmatics. Uh oh. Gee, she had an asthma attack and died in the salon, bro. Holy hell. In the salon. Mm. Yep. That's nasty. So, you ain't going to the EOCB Mm-mm. as her husband and going, help me. Help me. need to sort this out. They don't give a shit. They, mm. for, they say they are for the salon, for the industry. I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. You're just a money-making scheme. Um, another incident was I had a gent come in a while back. Okay. Like, I'm going back five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm consulting this gent and whatever, and um, I don't really pay attention to people's looks, if you want to call it. Sure, that. sure. I'll look at facial shape. I'll look at structure, all mm-hmm. dependent on what are we going to do. Yeah. Does somebody have an oval-shaped face? We need to do this. Does somebody of have course. a square face? We've got to do that. Anyway, I'm going around this guy's hair, and I'm just feeling the texture, consulting him. And he asked me to use the machine on his hair, not to cut just with scissors. I just thought the way that was asked was quite strange. The machine? The machine. Okay. So your clipper. Yeah. But it sounded as if he's never had it done before. Mm. Because people would generally use a number. A guy would go, I like a two, two and a three. Yeah. Exactly. So we understand that. And a guy who 
does clippies hair understands that. Yeah. So we go and I'm consulting this guy, ask me the question, and I'm just like, this is quite a weird way of asking, but cool. Sure. And I go around his head, start clippering, mm. doing the bit, come around, and I check his one ear at the top left mm-hmm. of the ear. It's gone. But like, clean off. So, I would love to show your listeners. Right, right. But gee, if you could imagine, where, where most guys and girls go have a piercing. Yeah. This guy had lost this chunk of piece is on the top. Is it fresh of. off or was it old off? No, it was, it was, I would say, comfortably a few months off. Okay. Okay, so just that Only nice hell. little section there. Ah. Okay. Ah. To establish, this hairstylist he had gone to before mm. never used to clip his hair, she used to hand cut. Okay, gotcha. The rule is, when you go around a fucking ear, move the ear out your way. Calm down to a mild panic. <laughs> she decides, she's hooked the ear, yeah. she's just going to close her blade, and she whacks this top piece of this guy's ear off. Just off, dude. Feeling a little bit sick. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, don't think that hairstyling's for sissies. Bro, no. if we want to off you, we'll take your ear... Or we'll just pollute your lungs with a chemical that will react with asthma. So, respect to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Don't piss off your hairstylist. Yeah, they can fuck you up properly. (laughs) But but with something like that, so then, and I'm I'm maybe linking this to hospitality and what we do as well is public liability insurance. Hundred percent. That kicks in. Hundred percent. Not just ED XYP. No. So. In my own personal capacity as a business owner, I have to cover all areas, bro. 100%. I can walk in and trip. 100%. It's not the state, but still. I mean, I can, hey, look, there was hair on the floor. I fell. It's your fault. Dude, there are people that would do something like that. Oh, sure. They would have their towel fall off their shoulders mm-hmm. and think it's a banana peel and slip and hurt oh. themselves. Okay. So you've got to have liability cover. Of course. I'd doubt. You have to have theft cover, break, accidental damage mm. cover. You have to have all these additions. Sure. So a governing body who you're paying mm. per staff member, mm. plus to have your salon registered. Mm. Dude, there's salons out here that have one, two, let's just say in one branch, one person, to 20, 30 people. Mm. Now you're paying per staff member plus your salon. Mm. So people walk into a salon, they go, flip, you're expensive. Uh, yeah, we're expensive because we're getting screwed. Yeah, loaded costs. Plus having all the additional insurances. Huh? Mm. So in an instance like that, you take someone's ear off. What would that EOCB thing they're not involved with that act. Not interested, bro. All. No. It's only when... It's you and staff. That's it. You and staff. But you've got the CCMA for that, so... Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Hardcore, dude. That's messed up. Hardcore. So, not only are you paying your, your staff, thank you for the staff, mm. you're paying all the additional insurances, mm. and you're paying a governing body who only... 
intervenes mm. when there's a problem with the staff. And that's if the staff would take it to them. Otherwise, how would it get there? Or you take it to them? That's it. So anyway, I can sit there and be like, do they have the power to manage it? Because I mean, the CCMA obviously has some power behind it. Would they have the power to say, okay, you're wrong, you need to pay them this, that, legally? Is yes. there a legal? Yes. If you've signed up, because then you've signed up to what they offer. Correct. Correct. So yes, to answer your question. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just one of those things in the industry that's, that's a bit hectic. Um, but I think a lot of salons are, inverted commas, lack of Afrikaans were jippoing the no situation. Doubt. Because they just think to themselves, yeah. why? Why am I paying and paying and paying and I get bugger all in, in, in back from it? No, sure. On our industry though, G, I must say, there's been a lot of changes amongst the industry's salon owners as well as the hairstylists. And when? Post-COVID? Post-COVID. And don't get us wrong, there was a couple of people, hashtag not giving names away, <laughs> <laughs> that um, had the chutzpah to go and open up their own thing. And many, many, many stylists put their resignation in if they were working for shopping center mm. salons. Like in here, we're sitting in Cresta Center. 100%. Yeah. And um, the reason they did that is because, for example, Jerry, Susie, and Carl decide, flip, Jerry, you've actually got space at your house. It's not attached to your house. So you've got a double garage, sure. you've got a granny flat, Jerry, Susie and I were chatting mm. and we would like to utilize that space with you and pay you rent mm. but not be employed by you. Mm -hmm. Dude, the amount of people that made that happen mm. is astronomical. And I take my hat off to everybody. And this is now recently this after is, 2020. This is... Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if during, I would say maybe level four, level three lockdown, they started doing this. Yeah. I think the biggest problem with the big salon groups, and not just groups, just big salons in general, especially if they were um, shopping center based mm. or center based, was during level four, Mm. the retail side yeah. opened up. So as hairstylists, it's fucking weird. I could weird. go buy shampoo. You could go buy shampoo. But you're not allowed to wash but my hair. don't wash Jerry's hair. Mm. Okay. Fucking weird, bro. Because if you think about it, hairstyling, we stand behind you and next to you. I don't stand in your face. Mm -mm. I'm not a doctor. No. Well, I am of hair. Just not... Ooh, I like doctor. that. That's why... The hair doctor. There must be a business like that. Oh. There is. Guaranteed. There is. Okay. There is. And it's actually quite cool. Um, so the retail sector, so shopping centers, for example, would say, right, we open from nine to six. Mm -hmm. Okay. And 
all great and dandy and what they were doing is they were saying to their staff, right, you five will be in the salon from nine, nine till one yeah. and the next five you'll be in the salon from then to then. But you're not working, you're just selling. Not working, you're just selling. Now, the average commission paid on retail mm. in a salon, retail, shampoos, conditioners, treatments, mm -hmm. styling aids, etc. Yeah. Anything you can purchase to take home with is classified as retail. Is 10 to 12.5 percent. Mm. It's narrow. It's very narrow. So somebody's taking home, let's just use a figure, 40k a month. Mm. Services, which is hair cutting, blow drying, sure. in salon yeah, yeah, things yeah. that you do, you can make from 35 percent right up to about 53%. I know it's a weird number, but there's a whole calculation yeah. behind it. You can make that amount, okay. percentage-wise. So, let's say you make, let's just talk an easier number. Let's say you make 120,000 a month turnover, sure. you get 30% of that, you get 40K. Sure. Okay? Awesome. How much fucking retail do you have to sell to make 40k you can't get to that number especially no. with i mean the, the narrow margin because if i sell it is that 10 12 and a half for me or is that still sharing no, that with the seller? no no that, that so what would the salons what is the mark what, what addition was there gee in all honesty we sell retail because we want our clients to have the best it's not a lost leader but it's, it's an additional service it's an additional service so and I play open cards with anybody who sits in my chair. Mm. My probably highest product that I make come off of or profit off of, you're looking at about 105, 110 bucks. What's, what, what product would that be? So that would be a styling or? shampoo, conditioner, styling aid. Yeah. Um, it just depends on the different brand house, the brand houses right. are your L'Oreal's, your Redkins, your Schwarzkopf's, your mm. Max, your Kernes, your yeah. everything under the sun. Okay. They sell it to you at cost. Sometimes you get a discount, sometimes you don't get a discount mm -hmm. um, because some of the companies believe that they put out specials, so you buy three, you get one free kind sure. of ops, um, and then they give you the recommended retail price. So. On that recommended retail price is where your profit would come through. Okay. Now, obviously what you would need to do from a mathematics perspective is you order a thousand rands worth of products in order for you to actually make mm. profit off of that. You've got to sell all those products and you'll get round sure. figure of one five. So what these salon owners were doing, they were keeping the staff in the salon because they knew the staff were going to go and put food on their table and a roof over their head hmm. and they were going to do a house call. I, I had at the time, I didn't know you at the time, and after, the, how long was our level five? Five, six, seven weeks or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the moment it opened, Adele got her dress, hairdresser, do you want to cut me off cool, all cloak and dagger came to us. That's it. And myself, her, her sisters, punched That's them it. all through. Had to, G. And she was, funny enough, she was actually at a salon here in Cresta, Franco's, mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. Pulled out. She came to us, paid us straight. And That's it. it's funny you mention all this because literally that was the start. Eventually she moved, went to a smaller studio, 
That's it. And then her own studio, now she's working in Cape Town. That's it. And I wouldn't be surprised if COVID didn't happen that she would still be here. 100%. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. 100%. Mm. And it's because we get stuck. Yeah. No, we get comfortable. Ooh, bad place to be. Very. Very. Mm. Hard place to be. Soul-destroying place to be. And anybody who disagrees with it needs to have a look in the mirror. Just in general. They need to... They need to do soul-searching. Mm. So, so, I was chatting to Barry yesterday about COVID and obviously it was a mindfuck for all of us. So from an industry point of view and then also for you, what positives came out of it? Because from an industry point of view, it feels to me like people who would have been stuck in studios and stuff working under a banner, being kept down either creatively or growth-wise, suddenly were now able to move and do their own thing. So industry and for you, what was positive out of COVID? The biggest, biggest thing that was just mind-blowingly powerful can't actually think of any other word but mm. was the loyalty of mm. my clients so gee we networked with our clients a lot mm -hmm. we kept in touch sure sent out bulk messages let's do this guys we can get through this stay safe keep your heads up mm. no matter what remember tomorrow is a new day we can get through this mm -hmm. and their interaction so the one thing was not to bomb the clients with messages and the second thing was to keep in contact with them oh yeah so just walk that line the week weekly message mm. fun little constructed whatsapp message um, just to see that loyalty of the client dude I had clients <laughs> the first haircut I did in lockdown mm which was level four, yeah. was in my in-laws' garage, bless their souls. Yeah. They had storage cabinets in their garage. Right, right. You know, tools and shit. <laughs> and they piled these cabinets next to each other yeah. in front of the garage door mm. with a 30-centimeter, like, gap. Mm. Because of their situation, the way their, their garage is situated on their property, <laughs> people can walk past and see in. And, <laughs> dude, we literally, you had to suck it in yeah. to get into the garage. Into the and safe space. Into the safe <laughs> space. Now, I had a mirror from, dude, where was that mirror from? Like, the, the dressing room mirror. You know, right, like this yeah, little yeah. like face makeup put on mirror. I had one plastic chair, mm. but I had a plug point in the garage. Okay. And my first undercover client was this super high powered attorney. Mm -hmm. And he, the message went like this <laughs> You've got two options, not high, nothing. It went, You've got two options. I'll find you, or you find me. I need a haircut. Right. So Oak rocks up. Okay. Now, if, if, because we were all petrified, let's mm. be honest, we were petrified. Bro, we were threatened mm. by the government yeah. that if we operated, mm. it would be between 50 to 200,000 rand fine, mm. depending 
on the amount of people in your studio, your customer will get find it. Sure. So would you. The Oak Rock stuff. <laughs> and thank God my in-laws are in insurance broken. And um, so they had the rights to still work. They had this yes, yes, yes. the whole shebang. So the Oak Rock stuff pulls in. And I'm like, sir, I just need to take a photo with you. He's yeah. like, for what reason? I'm like, because if I get cops rocking up here, you're defending me. Yeah. <laughs> and sure's nuts, dude. We were taking selfies, and I was like, there's my fucking evidence. Dated, timed, everything. It was mine. So, G, to answer that question, dude, it was the loyalty mm. that was shown from my client. Mm. And then the realizing... I can accomplish so much by myself. Mm. Yeah, so I've got to do a bit more work. Gee, we went from a salon of 16 permanent staff. When was this? This is? This is prior to COVID. 2019, end of 2019, 2020. So I would say I started downscaling from about 20... About 2017, I started downscaling. Okay. But we were at 16 full-time staff, dude. And COVID happened. And I watched a... I watched a lot of hair sort of Zoom talks. And there's one guy who is one of the gods in the hairstyling world of South Africa, Mr. Terry Scott, down in KZN. And Terry Scott said the biggest truth I've heard in a long time. Mm. He said, to all of you that are going to be more hands-on, know that you are going to be attracting a lot more comfort from your clients. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is as hairstylists, we get to a point where we're super busy. We've mm, grown yeah, up sure. in the industry. We've been in it for 10, 12, 15, 20 years. And gee, what ends up happening is you can become a little bit complacent. So, okay. anything, yeah. yeah, that's huge. So I've got Jerry and Adele in, and Jerry's gone through to be washed, comes back. I start cutting his hair, and I can get an assistant to apply Adele's color. Sure. But... Adele wants me to apply her color. Not that my coloring application is better than my sister's. It's the hands-on, check my hairstylist out, he applies my color and he's a master stylist. It's the perception of value. 100%. So because she's going to pay the same amount whether Sarah does it, your assistant, or you do it. It's purely the perception of value. And that's huge. If you can manage that in any service-related industry, you've got it. We, we've got it. I mean, a lot of people want to travel just with Andrew or myself because we started Wild Eye. Yeah. At the end of the day, a lot of my guys, they're not as good as me, of course, but no, they're great. They're great. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but, but it's the perception of, oh, it's the owner of the company versus someone else. Johan and Michael have been traveling a lot. They're way better in the field at this stage because they're busy with it. Mm. I can bring my value, but still there's the perception. If you can manage that as a business... That's huge. It's massive. It's huge. What I, what I like about yours is when you walk in, it's always personal. Even 100%. when I'm sitting with you and someone comes in, it's very personal. Has to be. And that's G. why it wins. Has to that's be. That's why it wins. There's a there's 
the industry category mm. is called personal services. Yeah. And that was so lost, so lost prior to lockdown. Mm. So lost. Yeah. Oh, jeez then. Listen, take him through, in, uh, quickly get his hair yeah. washed, sit him down, gee, how's it, lacka lacka, cut, cut, out. Yeah. No consultation, mm. no interaction. Yeah. So I have downscaled. I've got my wife, who's my business partner. Sure. She runs all back office. God rest her, uh, bless her soul, because mm. I can tell you now that is hard work. No, it's, that's difficult. No, that's, that's fucking torture. Dude, I can rather stand from seven to seven and just talk shit all day and like make people feel good. Um, and then I've got Precious, who is... My adopted, non-biological, yet feels like family, yeah. completely different skin color to me, awesome yeah. backbone, sure. assistant, mm-hmm. salon manager race. Yeah. It's a bit of I don't think there's anything she's she great. can't do. Yeah. No, she's super. Um, so it's just the three of us. Yeah. And the whole thing is that we downscaled, mm. we change the timing per client mm-hmm. what so so what used to be gent 30 minutes yeah. okay if you knew that the gent was a lot more in a creative fading blending kind of vibes you know sure, going sure. from the skin fades to the mm. ones and twos and threes you knew you needed a little bit of extra time yeah so you do a 45 minute ladies cuts and colors will always remain two and a half to three hours so how did gents change to now Gents, we've pushed a solid 45 minutes. Standard. Standard. Yeah. G walks in, whether it's going to be a neck cleanup, you can take a little bit of a nip, I've booked him 45 minutes. Mm. So I'm working an extra two hours a day, Mm. averaging 11, 12 hours a day. Sure. But it's 11 or 12 hours of quality personal servicing which is what I pride myself in and there's also a fulfillment to that huge I'm, I'm just wondering so the, years ago I was in New York pretty missed the place because it's fucking COVID anyway went to New York and I've been traveling around and then I ended there to do some marketing stuff so I text one of my clients says, Listen, I need to just have a clean because I look like a bushman from Borneo <laughs> so I need some clean he says no go down to 14th there's a little place, there's a Chinese restaurant. If you go to the right of it, there's stairs going down. Go in there. He does it. Okay, cool. Now, this is in New York. In Manhattan. Okay, so you have street 1 to 9,000 yeah. by avenue 1 to 9,000. Yes. And he says go to 14th. Yeah. So now, I, 14th can stretch. Oh, no. It's, it's all so I said to him, listen, Dennis, this is cool, but... So he sent me the location. Yeah. Right. Help. Help. <laughs> anyway, so he texts me and says, am I going? Yes, I'm going. Dropping myself. I was in the evening, got there like nine. <coughs> At night. doesn't sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's the Chinese place, walk down these stairs and you come in. And I'm wa- why I'm telling, I'm wondering if this place changed since COVID. I almost think not. Walk downstairs and there's like a big counter. And behind it, so you can either walk one side of the counter or the other. That's it. And then behind it is a big fuck off. Looks like a school hall. And as, I mean, what's this, a meter? Mm. Stay next to each other. Chairs. Russian, okay, bad timing, but a bunch of Russians working this Russian facility. It was prior to Probably things Russia trying to attack yeah. places. But now you walk in, there's this big, this oak is fucking massive, right? Fat, 
fat man, huge. Russian guy. He's like the godfather, bro. He's sitting back. Gold smoking. chain? Probably, probably. Thick ass cigar. Smoking. And I said to him, hi, how's it going? What do you want? No, I just need to clean up. Okay, he says, go there. And he just like, doesn't look, just points, go there. So I'm like, okay, now you walk in, but this place is humming. It is, they are punching people through there. So I sit down at this chair. The guy comes, what do you want? Uh, like cape, just, just throw cape on, no, no wash, a, good no, fucking luck. No, okay. nothing, man, nothing. So he puts his cape around, what do you want? No, just put, do six, seven minutes. In, out. Done. I'm like, okay, $25 later. <laughs> and that's, that's three, four years ago. So I'm like, whoa, man. So I, I'm used to, like, you know, I'm happy, let's have a chat about anything. Fuck all. No, it wasn't not, interested. It was literally not hello, it's just, what do you want? I don't know. Was he Russian? Yeah. Mm. So not, not even a vodka shot. Nothing. After. And this is like quarter past nine in the evening. Dude. So, so he wraps me up. I walk out, get to the godfather person in the front. What, how much? $25. I put like down. No, not, no eye contact. And this place was, it was a sausage, but it was yeah. busy. Packed. Pumping. Now, I wonder what happened to that after COVID. Because something like that at scale, I wonder if they're still going. It, it was an experience, make no mistake. And then the next time I went to New York, I thought, okay, I'm going to get a haircut again, because normally it's the end of a long trip. Yes, yes. I started Googling for more like salon vibes, not this sweatshop thing. Saw the prices with fuck, I'll wait till I get home. Yeah. They Charged, jumped, they dude. like a wounded buffer. They jumped. They jumped. Gee, I think to answer that question about are they still going, I reckon they worked from if they had levels, because I know we had levels, I don't know what the states had. Yeah. But after their hard lockdown, mm equivalent to our level four. Sure. I reckon they were grafting. Yeah. And they, I they say that been because 40 you, guys in here cutting yeah. 40. But I'm saying because you literally walked underground yeah. and away from these oaks. So there was no public eye. Mm. I reckon they still grafted. Mm. Did you want to tell me oaks were walking around going buying groceries all looking like fucking hobos? No. Those oaks were looking fresh, boy. hundred percent. And there's a, there's a look there. They were tight. There's all like the bangles and the tight yeah, shirts yeah. with a little collar up. It was a bizarre, bizarre reality. Like I wish I actually took pictures of them. They probably would have locked me up in a Siberian jail or something. But more than likely, I wanted to take pictures because it was just like a. I messaged Dennis afterwards. It's in Broome. What the hell? You no, know, they're good. They're quick. You go in, out, come Yo, that's the thing. They were quick. Yeah. <laughs> I felt. Yeah. Uh, they didn't even give me a coffee first, you know. They just screwed no, me without my hello. coffee. <laughs> the, the total conversation was, what do you want? Okay, go there. Two sentences. Sit down. The guy asked me the same. What do you want? And I think maybe he said, you're done. That was all my... That was my sentences in this place. Without cutting the top, just the sides. It was just clean up around yeah. the neck. Just so I didn't... Off you go. Have fun. But now, mm. post-COVID... We open up our studios, we downscale, everybody's, the industry is mm. now working by themselves. We've all become salon owners, little business sure, owners, sure. we're all freelancers, yeah. we're all just rocking our own vibes. And going back to Mr. Terry Scott that I mentioned in earlier, yes, he said that After COVID, on your physical services, so not just your chemical, which was the colors yeah. and, so now it's and cutting and all that. So now it's cutting. 
He says, on your physical servicing, mm. you can actually go in more confident mm. and put your prices up. Sure. And he said the reason for that is not the location. It's about the more hands-on personal servicing. 100%. But that, that should be industry-wide for any industry. 100%. 100%. Do you go to restaurants often? Yes. I like going to restaurants. I love restaurants. So I'm happy. So don't have kids. Dog stay at home. I'm happy yeah, to that's go hard to, to yeah. leave my dogs behind. Yeah. My wife often leaves me behind. The, yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> Call me, I'll be at home as well. <laughs> it's, I'm happy to go to a restaurant and the food has to be, look, it can't be sludge. Decent no, food. No, no, no. But I'm happy to pay that little bit extra and this, no, no, nothing to kids. I like kids at the best time. No, 100%. But if it's no kids around. Because it's like, it's the ambiance. The, do I feel is the waiter attentive? All of those things. I'm happy to pay extra. And that's the same for a haircut. 100%. It's, do you, and again, it comes back to how do you make people feel? My services, both coaching and, um, and, and, and travel-wise, I'm probably more expensive than most. But I believe there's value to it. Same with you guys, I'm assuming. I mean, I don't know where there's a... 100%. But, but this is, it's the restaurant thing. I'm happy to go to a restaurant, pay more for a good evening out. Get, there's a place called, do you know Blueberry Hill Hotel? Blueberry, mm-hmm. out towards Eagles Canyon side. Beautiful hotel. Mm-hmm. Nice. Up, drinks area at the top. Next to them, there's a shopping center. Uh, probably called Blueberry Hill. But there's a, a, a restaurant now called Blueberry Beacon. I've heard of you that. You know what Papacino's is? Yes. It's basically for those people international. It's a restaurant that caters for kids. They've got an enclosed, safe play area with yes. all kinds of stuff. Anyway, so we went to this Blueberry Beacon thing years when they opened maybe a year ago yes quiet very very recent my sister's birthday is today we went on happy birthday thank you Krista your happy birthday on Saturday we go there with her and a bunch of mates and all their children nah heavy so this place is pumping now as you walk in there's a dude in a bumblebee from Transformers outfit big fuck off robot walking around nah then yeah then you've got a guy dressed as Superman I think he was high I've seen high people, I think he was high, right? Well, he's Superman. He has to be high. They can't pay me enough for job. Yeah, yeah, he was high. Ah, you see what you did there? Well played. There was Wonder Woman. There was Wonder Woman also dressed up. So the kids are losing their shit. Ah, they've got face painting there and they've got making pizzas with the kids. There's this outdoor play area. It's mayhem. It is mayhem. The children love it. The food, decent. I had a fillet or a sirloin or something. It was really actually nice. But not your vibes. It's, if I had children even, it, it, it's not, it's too much. Chaotic. For a party once or fine, and the kids had a great time. Yeah. But, and that was it. Would I go there for the food alone? Yeah, it's good. Food's decent. Had their pizzas in the past and this and that. But just the experience of it. And horses for courses, absolutely. But this was just, no. So I've got a rule when it comes to, to a restaurant. Yeah. So, a client once said to me, I, I said to them, gotta go check out this restaurant. Yeah. Uber awesome. Do great you food. Else to drink? Um, I'm good for now. Shot. I'm gonna have one more cappuccino, but a small one, please, Dennis. Thank you. And um, I said to him, gotta go check out this vibe, awesome restaurant um, called The Blockman's in Parkhurst. Oh, yes. Okay. Dude. You mentioned it to me way back. We've been there a couple of times. Very good. They don't give food away for free. I'm going to tell you that. No, no, no. No, they but. don't. And that truffle olive 
sauce on the they chips. put on their chips. Holy shit. They, yeah. they charge you for it. Yeah, they do. But no matter what, you put that shit on your chips. Because mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. That's damn good. But, but that, they're the perfect example. Like, their food is good. From good going great. It's not yes. the best I've ever had, but it's, it's above average. Yes, definitely. But their service and the way they make me feel. And, and funny, it begins from when you book. Like you get 100%. The, and it's a small little thing. It's, 100%. it's automated. I know it's automated. Same with you. doesn't guys. matter. But it's a message. Hey, remember you're booking at 2 o'clock. If you want to change anything, That's click it. here. I'm like, oh, okay, fuck. They care about me. I know it's a fucking bot. doesn't matter. But still, they've taken the still time makes to you make feel. feel like And the thing is, they'll implement your name on it. Oh, yeah. It's so, yeah. hi, G, blah, 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 blah. Mm. So, sorry. Why was that something? Why you think? So we went there with Jono, my business partner's wife. Must have been December. Yeah. Anyway, so we get there. Okay, we're just going to have a nice chill. So anyway, order the starter. The muscle starter, oh sweet God. lord. Oh, God. It's like muscle sex. No, it's, it's unbelievable. It's insane. It's I'm, I'm going to still go there one day, order two of those on one plate, plus chips with truffle on the side. I'm done. Oh, well, you can't have anything else. We should go. Anyway. Done. So Podcast. Yeah. Blockman's. Ooh, I like And it. they've actually got that downstairs little corner section when you come into the yeah, restaurant yeah. down at the bottom area. there. Go. So we have our starters in December, and then we have meat. I had their ribs, which was nice, and desserts. But we've been known to drink a bottle or two of wine. No. You, she? Yes. No, I don't believe it. No, you believe it. <laughs> so John and I, okay, one bottle of wine. Now, as the day goes on, another bottle. And another bottle. So we must have been there from one in the afternoon until about six, half past six. Eventually they asked you, are you going to stay? And they said, would you um, like dinner? Yeah, are you gonna? Can we get you anything else? Like, no, I think it's time to go home now. It's a problem when you lose track of shit like that. Now we weren't shit faced by any means. No, I mean, no, no, no. Took a cash. The bill. <laughs> Sorry, I think you've made a mistake. I think you've brought the bill for the entire restaurant to us. No, no, no. That's just you guys. But still, and and normally I'm like, wow. what the fuck is this? There's a lot of zeros on this. Thing. Yeah. But still, we went back. Yeah. Because, because I understand it was self-inflicted. We ordered it. But Fair. the experience, the service, the waiter, everything. It's, that's it. It's, it's the way you make people feel. 100%. Now, on that, the way you make people feel and going on a restaurant, let's say the average tip that one would get is 10%. Mm. Okay. At a restaurant. At a restaurant. Sure. Okay. So, I know in America it's like, fuck off weird because they're like, uh, we just added 15% on your bill because you will tip that. I've had waiters bring it back and say that's not enough. I will slap your mouth. No shit. I, I no, no, gee, not. I will lose says, my mind, dude. She says, this is, we, we do more. This is not, I'm like, wait, what? You're like, darling, the exchange rate, how nice is that dollar dropped? Cool. Dude, it's 14.54 yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was like, see, I just need dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but, in, I'm in two minds because... My coaching business is in dollars, and a lot of our travels in dollars. So it's like there's input and output costs. Yes. Like, which way yes, do we want this? Yes. Anyway, <laughs> as a South African, yes, yes, earning in rants is a rant. Mm-hmm. We're very happy with that, yeah. and it's got nothing to do with the rain strengthening. No, <laughs> it's got to do with the world fucking out. <laughs> but um, so I go in, and let's say you budget for a thousand rand bill. Mm. Okay. So my tip structure. Mm. On a thousand bucks, ten percent, hundred rand. That's how it starts, and it's then going to depend on you and the experience you give me as to which direction so, that number moves. 
hundred percent. Mm. I'm not going to be stupid and go and fucking throw in another grand. Mm-mm. I'm not this uh, pastor from um, Zimbabwe <laughs> who gave 120,000 rand tip or yes. whatever it was. God bless him. Great. Sure, you got the That's loot. You, well bro. done, bud. You do you. 1.25 million rand bill. <laughs> Clearly, pastors. We're in the wrong industry, Jim. And it's those people who drink Johnny Blue with Fanta. Wow. You see those bulls? They've typed them wow. down. It's like 38 Johnny, Johnny Blues types. Yes, yes. And then like 16 Phantoms. Ow. It's, it's Ow. A, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sin. It As a, a pastor, sin. he has sinned. Yes. Anyway. So, that's it, G. Personal service. Mm. Does it go up? Does it go down? Yeah. That's, that's on you. Hundreds. Bro, if you end up getting a 20 bucks tip, mm. That's on yeah. you, dude. You know where, where, where this thing hit home for me, what you're saying now? I was I was young, man. 12. Just when you start being aware of money kind of thing? Yes. I don't know. Today's kids are probably aware of money at four. Well, there was that kid, six years old, he made $3 million. On YouTube? Yeah. 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 That's not me, unfortunately. Are you sure? Very. <laughs> Very. <laughs> anyway, so we were young and we would go to restaurants, which in, in our day... A rest, going to a restaurant with the dude with your parents, grandparents was huge. It was, and it wasn't a, every fortnight. It wasn't kind just of because vibe. it was. No. There was a reason. You had to make the A team of your oh. sport. You had oh, yeah. to get a, 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 a good mark, or a, a christening, 100%. or something. Hundred percent. So as a kid, I remember we go to this restaurant, and so it was myself, my sister, my mom, dad, grandma, grandpa. He says at the end, it's the big madulu. Okay, cool. As he sat down. Now this is now we're talking thirty years ago. Hundred bucks. Twenty nine, G. Thank you. Twenty nine. Much better. <laughs> At that stage, hundred rand was a lot of money, regardless Justice, of Justice, dude. So he would arrive. Hundred bucks then was a grand. And he would have hundred bucks in ten rand notes. And I remember this like yesterday. Mm. He would sit down, waiter comes and says, Hi, my name is John, I'm gonna be helping you. He says, Okay, listen, John, I'm gonna leave this pile here. Every time we have to wait or something's wrong, I'm taking one away. I, and I remember him doing it a few times. Yeah. Never once did he take anything off because now it's like attention. Boom, boom, boom. Now, I think that, that made a more of an impact on me. I think that is phenomenal. Mm. But that's then me forcing you. hundred percent. To be good. Yeah. Hundred percent. So I completely agree with the mythology behind that. Yeah. And I think I think I'll even take that and do it myself. Yeah. But. I want to see who you are. Yes. Because it's so hard. Okay, hear me out here. It's so hard when people believe that it's hard. It's not hard to be a nice person, G. It's not hard to do your fucking job. Yeah. It really is not hard. It comes to being nice and kind as well. Just do what you got to do, dude. In my mind, the waiter should be nice and the client should be kind. There's nothing, nothing that pisses me off and gets me aggressive. There's someone treating a waiter badly. There's no, there is no fucking excuse. Even if it, if it drops your glass of wine on you, it's called an accident, you dick. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and when people start giving them hell, I, because we're in the service industry, I know what it's like. Yeah. That gets me so bothered. I, yo, yo, yo. It's not difficult 100%. to be nice, do your job. It's fine. Yeah. This food is cut. What is your, he's not the chef. Back Gee, off, that Karen. is my biggest argument. Mm-mm. We blast. They're in the front the, line. That's it. We blast the waiter mm. for the asshole no. in the back of the kitchen. Not right. On a light note, 
So I heard a, a wicked, um, a wicked prank phone call from um, on TikTok. So he, he phones this guy and he says to this guy, "Hi, is this Steve?" Uh, yes. Um, Steve, this is John from such and such restaurant. Um, <laughs> you were in two, three days ago, and or last week, or sure. whatever it is. And he says that um, I just need to tell you because of you, I got fired. So the guy's like, right. "What do you mean?" So he's like, <laughs> "Well, you were unhappy that your steak was medium, sure. and you wanted it well done." Mm. And went to the kitchen, came back, and I brought it back. It was well done. Okay, now this is like a six, seven minute clip. Right. And he's like, it's not fair that they fired you. It, it's not right. But at the end of the day, it was my food. But you were the <laughs> frontline person. And, you know, dude, like I really apologize for you getting fired. Yeah. So Wacky turns around to him. He's like, well, I didn't get fired because your order was wrong. I got fired for what I did to your order oh, when you sent oh, it back. That's cold. Okay. But G, you know Wacky can drag something. Oh man. Okay. So he drags us. And the guy's like, okay, what did you do to my food? So Wacky's like, well, how did it taste? So the guy's like, Listen, I don't know what you're trying to get at. But get there. <laughs> just, just get, what did you do to my food? And now Wackhead's riding it. I can't remember the exact thing, sure. but he's riding it, dude. And the guy's like, did you spit in it? Did you drop it on the floor? Did you rub it under your armpit? Oh. What did you do? And Wackhead's like, well, how is your stomach the next day? Okay, but now, yo, you must understand yo, yo, that yo. this guest is flicking Wackhead. Shh. Stupid, oh, sure. And shit. I'm crying. I'm crying with laughter because I'm just imagining the absolute worst. And Wicked eventually, right at the end, he hits him with, I put a lot of pepper on your steak. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> the guy's like, What the fuck did you just say? He's like, Yes, I was so upset with you. I just, <laughs> I just put a lot of pepper on. He's like, You put pepper on my steak. You didn't spit on it. You didn't jump on it. You didn't wipe your ass with it. You, 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 you didn't. That's and it. then on it, he's like, Did you, you just put pepper on it. Wacky's like, yes. And my boss, Wacky Simpson, just fired me. Bang, dude. Uh, I was in hysterics. He's still one of the best with prank calls. Oh, dude. Where's, where, is he still on the radio now? Jeez, like, that's a good question. I don't know. But I know they play quite a few on TikTok. They play quite a few mm. of his. Um, He's not on High Thug, is he? He was. That was his Up thing. Up until like now, was he on Hot? Did he go his own thing? Or? That's just that's a good thing. I don't I actually know. I actually don't know. Because, yeah, well, these clips just come up on a feed or mm. whatever the the word is. But um, flip that was that was brilliant. <laughs> That was really, really, really brilliant. Um, well, Darren Wacky Simpson is a radio presenter working for Prime Media, broadcasting company that owns the radio stations 94.7 and 94.5 KFM. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's like just pops in and out. He's not, he doesn't have a show because he used to be with Jeremy Mansfield. He used to have the show. Yeah. 
He's, I, he was with Jerry Mansfield as his assistant, and then he took the show for a while. Yes. But I think he's only like popping in with stuff like this now. I don't know. I didn't realise Prime Media actually owned radio stations. I thought they were just advertising yeah, companies. 94.7 and KFM. KFM is 94.5. I think they're in Durban. Because they're tell, I think. Just anyway. admit to not knowing. I don't know. I'm Googling <laughs> this shit right now. <laughs> What's oh, the man. easiest? Google. Oh, man. And then you get people in our industry, photography and this and that, they'll literally ask something like, how do I turn on HDR in my Sony A1? So I'm like, okay, I don't know, but let me Google it for you. Cut and paste, send. There's actually a website called LGMFU. Let me Google it for you, something like that. Wow. Yep. I thought you were going to hit me with LMBGGD, the bitty bitty bitty, one of those Plus, new it. things. Don't even, we, we don't have enough battery on this thing for that <laughs> discussion. We can do it again. But listen, yeah, let's leave it on that note. <laughs> so, fine for you, yeah? Ah. Find you. I'll get you. Yeah. Mm. That's very interesting, though, the, the comments. Like, why would you ask me just because I'm a photographer? When you look at Jerry's talkings and slides, etc., about photography... Jerry states the equipment he uses. Yeah. So, dude, why don't you just take a second, type in... In fact, you don't even have to type onto Google. No, My favorite talk. is I just talk to Google. Yeah. I'm like, so, press the microphone, read what you want, yeah. say what you want, and, and Google will give it to you. So, this website, for all those people who find it more convenient to bother you with their question rather than to Google it for themselves... L-M-G-T-F-Y. Let me Google that for you. And it comes up as a full... Nice color, G. Yeah, man. It's got some nice coloring in there. Yeah. So what would happen if I put something in here? Let's just see. Hey, stylist, for example. Into this. Does it throw it out in what way? Get link. Oh, then it just... Would it pick up your location then? Uh, I suppose it's on settings. Uh, but okay. it, so it gets that and it automatically cop and copies the link and you send someone the link because so you much Google easier. it for them. It's like, what the hell? But I, I gee, if you've got enough time to message me... 100%. Just type it straight in. Go to Google. Maybe it's the thing. Pe people don't like tech. They want to hear from someone. No, it's not that. I'll tell you what They're it fucking is. fucking lazy. Thank you. It's... Why should I do it when somebody else can do it for me? Mm. Makes me feel special. Good, good one. Yes, but it actually pisses me off. It does. The world's a very strange place right now. <laughs> Apart from uh, this pandemic and uh, Putin being a cock tonsil. Yes. And social media being all negative and the woke generation just not being allowed to laugh at anything. A lot of shit out there. Yes. Yes. And I heard such a crazy conspiracy thing. So I had a client mm. who, born in Russia, yeah. both her parents are Russian, came out when she was whatever, sub five years old. Yeah. So, she comes in now recently after 
Puta, I mean Putin, jumps on and like wants to take over shit. And she brings up the conversation, have you heard it? So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm not really following, but yeah, yeah I've heard Ukraine and uh, Russia's having a bit of shit. So she drops me with this, the reason why there we go. there's the attack on Ukraine. On Ukraine is because Ukraine, quote, have secret documents mm. pertaining to Putin, the, what do they call these rich? Oligarchs. Oligarchs. Can never get it right. Mm. Oligarchs and certain Russian parliament people, top ops. There's documents. There's documents that Ukraine has when they were all under USSR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if these documents get exposed, yeah. Russia will be flattened. I was like, but mm. I don't think Russia are going to go into Ukraine and F them up. No. That hardcore and threaten to release six nuclear missiles, which will actually wipe out the planet, yeah. um, for some documents. Like, have these people never watched series where, and, and movies? Gee, movies are based, okay, I'm not talking about fiction and stuff like that. Art mimicking reality, all that. Exactly. So, <laughs> if you look at, I think the movie was The Art of War. Yes. Like, there's like hitmen, dude. Like, Surely these hitmen within the Russian mafia would enter into Ukraine undetected, the Russians are fucking get their hardcore, shit, bro. and leave. Everything they do is hardcore. Yeah. They're gangsters, they're porn, everything. Yeah. But what, what would the BBC yeah. in their <laughs> porn videos <laughs> is brutal. You cannot have a little Russian no. in a Nigerian. No. Doesn't see, everything work. they do just extreme. It's just why not? You see, they formed friendships, although they deny it, mm. with Kim San Un Jun Pung yeah. of North Korea and the Chinese. Like, dude, NATO is not going to fucking irritate you. No. They're going to leave you alone. Mentioned, did you see there was a video I saw on Twitter this morning with Kim Young Un, where they it's got a problem. Kim Young Un. Okay, I must Kim remember Young-un. his name. Kim Young Young. <laughs> anyway, I think it's that. Anyway where they did a propaganda video with him and so and it's all dramatic it's it's well fuck it's a lot cringy there's this big hangar door that opens this big fuck off missile launcher truck and he walks out with two like of his people Mm -hmm. and then it's like it goes up and he like thumbs up it's they literally shot this mini it's like a three four minute video i'll send the link if i can find it and that's the extent they're going to you think i thought knight rider was bad no 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 they they Dude, no, it's it's these likes are, are hardcore. You know, <laughs> there's certain times in this world where you got to decide. So, obviously, people are flogging out of South Africa. They're like, no, we've got to get out of here. Can't anymore. We robbed, world stuffed. Yeah, that's it. We're gone. South Africa's lost. And I've got a strong feeling on that. I'm like. If you're running away, mm-hmm. then you're running yourself into shit. Yeah. But if you're wanting to explore and find a new journey, mm-hmm. I'll be the first one to help you buy a plane ticket. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm like, go out there, 
but don't run away because you're going to run into heavy shit. 100%. So, yeah, I don't know what my point is. Oh, my point is, <laughs> sometimes it's not so bad to yeah. be in the southern hemisphere mm. when you've got the northern hemisphere fucking each other up. Look, in every single disaster movie over the last few years, South Africa and specifically Drakensberg seems to be the place. <laughs> Dude, what was that? The end of world or the beginning or... Watch, 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 just check it. No, geez luck, dude. So it's like a Hollywood-style movie. They released this on Korean TV. Check it, leather jackets, but strutting. Do you reckon that's him? Like uh, it's well, not him edited into it? I don't know. Oh, gee, check it. That's hardcore, dude. But no, yeah, it's, no a, it's him. It's, it's like a Hollywood production. It looks like Gangnam look Style. 100%. Hey, Doors open, they come strutting out, and it's all with music and what have you. Propaganda. And he's like, we go there, and then he thumbs up for the whole thing. And Look at this. Reminding Peaky no, Blinders. taking a piss, but... That was Peaky Blinders. And there you have, uh, what's it? Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Check, check. Oh, what a movie. Thumbs up. How bad is this? Wow. But this was released on Korean TV. Wow. That's a big fucking missile, though. No, that, that hits you, you did. Like, anyway, literally, I mean, you did. Uh, no, you, you did. It's a weird, weird world we're living in. When, when dictators are releasing Hollywood-type movies but for propaganda. From a hairstylist perspective. Did he look good? That wasn't his original haircut. Okay, I wouldn't know. He that. wears a doer's cut. Yes, with a... Exactly. Mm. That was a Peaky Blinders haircut. Yeah. Did you see that? Oh. That was Brad Pitt in Fury, bro. There you go. With the missile. Yeah. Done. There we go. He's, Brad Pitt he's tapping influenced <laughs> North Korean president or prime minister. I suppose he could have a, a worse role model, so to speak. Fair. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt in Fury was Fury. That was a proper movie. Nice, Mark, that movie. It's a real proper cool movie. dude. No, that was an epic he must, one. He must be, that, I think in that movie, you must have had every guy wanting to fucking be that haircut. Oh, done. Because it came, I out, still of, got that guys came out of nowhere. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. Ah, still got the, the request. I want to be that, but yeah, but I'm you like, look you've like Shrek, bro. Make it work. <laughs> and you've got to have hair on your head, bro. You uh, can't, yes. you can't Can you have, extend this from you. Yeah, you can't do the the fryer tuck <laughs> and expect me to... Turn you into Brad Pitt. Yeah, the best I could probably do is do a Donald Trump Oh, if you grow your hair out for the next eight months. Then you turn and it. then we can whip it. You turn it orange. Turn it orange. I'm dying to find out who's who's his hairstyle is. And, and, (laughs) and, is that his hair? No. Or? Can't be. Can't be. You've seen when he walks up the plane and this whole thing flips open like Yes. What the hell, man? It can't be his hair, and I'll tell you why. Because if it was his hair, how does he with such fine looking hair and such light hair not look bald yeah it still looks like he's got a full head of hair but it's not it's a toupee is it a good is, one well, I think it's a phenomenal one it's just hairsprayed a lot I'm just I'm gonna just try and find you a very quick quote I saw it this morning not fast enough about him talking about how it would be different if he was in power with Ukraine Literally, you read this thing four times, it's like, I don't know if you're talking about war, baking biscuits, pugs, <laughs> or it is totally incoherent. It is between him and Biden, Jeez. the world's most, in inverted commas, powerful position. 
No. No. Listen, no, no, no. he came on air, I think it was last week, and he was, because he's now running for 2024 president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Is it went, official, though? Yes. I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I'm just saying yes, like I'm not. Um, and he, he goes, he turns around and he goes, when George Bush was president, the Twin Towers were bombed. Yeah. When... Then it was Obama. Obama was president. In Afghanistan. No, it was like, not Uzbekistan, but like one of those yeah. like really weird names was attacked. Mm-hmm. When, who took over from Obama? Was it um, Trump? Yes. Then he jumps and he goes, when Biden mm-hmm. become, became president. Yeah. The Middle East, within six months, mm. had 80 missiles shot mm. in a day yeah remember palestine yeah, Israel. Yeah, yeah. and ukraine gets attacked by russia mm. when i was president nothing happened fuck all happened mm. i was like that's why i dig trump because he's he's he psycho enough to do shit you know what i miss about him is twitter <laughs> So American people think, oh, no, no, no. It was, sorry, I, don't, I do a lot of things well. Sleep's not one of them. When yes. I wake up, I go on Twitter and just scan, kind of just... Yeah, prep for the day. You would find one of his tweets and you just go into the comments. It is comedy top level. No, he's brilliant. No, he's brilliant. I don't know what's going to happen, but he's an interesting character either way. It's going to be fun in games to see what happens now going forward. Mm. 2024 maybe not two years ago but I mean they're always electioning there's like always a build up and there's always yes. there's never a point where it's okay let's calm the fuck down let's and not give him presidency for three years three. and yeah I know it's four but for three years nobody comment yeah. leave the presidents nobody runs for presidents for the next three years because halfway through the presidents they start campaigning again yes where's your focus then but surely like you need eight to twelve months to to like get ah, out there well, that, the, sorry, go for it. Uh, no, I was just going to say that's one, one industry. Mm. It's, it's never an interesting be thing. I heard this on Rogan, and he was speaking to Mike Baker, I think, in use, uh, intelligence, military intelligence. Think about this. So Putin has been in, in power for the last 22 years. Okay? So he's, been, he's become pretty fucking good at what he does, leading a country. Yes. The most powerful position in the world, U.S. president. When you start, you're new at the job. And as soon as you know what you do, someone you else get starts out. new in the job. Because like, you can't serve more than two, two consecutive terms. Eight years, yeah. And Putin's 22 years or something. And 5x that shit. Yeah. But, but just at the base level. Yeah. The most powerful position. Yeah. You knew at it. You need to figure your shit out no. first. It's weird. No. That's but all Queenie. That's all Queenie in the UK. Mm. She's rocking it, dude. She's like 19. Oh, shame. I think she had a little bit of a problem a week or two ago. Oh, really? She fell very ill. But I reckon... She's had a tough year. Dude. Husband dying Dude. with uh, Markle. What's them? The Markle... Um, Harry. Yeah. Saying, we don't want to be real. We're going to just go now. Who's not... Who's not... Yeah. No. No. <laughs> who's not... <laughs> His real son. Oh, did Carl just say that on air? I think he did. Mm. That's a very interesting one. 
we love we should do a conspiracy theory episode and just do that dude I could sit some here good shit out for here. hours and talk about conspiracy theories as fucked up as what they are okay listen area 51 mm. aliens having been here since whatever they rocked up in early 50s and now they've converted into humans so that they undetected okay cool yeah but like was the Twin Towers bombed oh, there's a big one. by the Americans working themselves with. working with? Dude, we can. No. It's the same as the 5G Wuhan thing. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy eats a bad sandwich. And, uh, anyway, but let's leave it on this. So, conspiracy theories. Paranoia, which is kind of what it is. Definitely. Oh, full blood. Just because you're not paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. Think about it. <laughs> and on that note. Dude, thank you so much for your time. It's been great. We'll do this again. Gee. And we'll talk on It was an honor, my friend. And um, yeah, I need to get my day started. Thank you so much. Oh, I had an absolute joy. We'll really appreciate time. your time. Laka. And uh, we look forward to going forward. Thank you, man. Guys, thank you for listening. We'll chat to you next time. Cheers, everybody. Bye.